Hello, friends. We almost missed it, but we just published our 500th episode on Sleep Tight Stories. I wish we could have you all over for cookies to celebrate, but instead of that, we've got the next best thing, a chance for you to become part of one of our stories. Just ask your grown-ups to help you write an email to hello at sleeptightstories.org and tell us your name, your favorite story, and why you love it. We'll randomly select one special name to become a character in an upcoming story. Stay tuned to find out if it's you. Thank you for listening, and sleep tight. Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. Milton is a boy who loves to read more than anything else. In his room, there are shelves full of books all over the walls, and he is already looking for a place to put another. As Milton finishes his latest book and puts it aside, thinking about which shelf to put it on, he notices that one of his books is missing. The next day, there are two more missing. What is going on? The Mystery of the Vanishing Books Milton closed his book with a thud a satisfied smile spreading across his face as the last word of the adventure stuck in his mind. I guess I can add this book to the to-be-read-again shelf. It was kind of funny, though a bit too short, Milton thought. Sometimes he talked aloud to himself if nobody was around to listen. Milton had two special reading spots in his room. His desk was overflowing with books about science and less than interesting books for school. This was where he did his more serious reading. Where he was reading now, a beanbag chair on the floor his mother had bought for him, was his favorite place to be. His father even built shelves on the wall and a lamp so that all the books on his to-read list could be close at hand. Whenever he thinks of this place in his room, he gets excited. If I move the adventures of Tom Sawyer here, I might just have enough space for Black Beauty and the Secret Garden, Milton muttered as he tried to find room on the shelf for the book he had just read. I might have to arrange all my books again if Dad doesn't soon build me another shelf. Milton already had most of his room covered in bookshelves, but there was still a tiny space available above his bed where a poster hung. The books on his shelves were all in a particular order, but as he looked around his room, he noticed a gap near the bottom of one shelf, between Treasure Island and the Chronicles of Narnia. 
an empty space where the wind in the willows used to sit. Where could it have gone, he thought. Well, I guess I could have lent it to Mom, or maybe I forgot it downstairs, he thought. Milton, dinner's ready, his mother called from the kitchen. Sometimes he would argue about eating dinner, but the smell of lasagna coming up the stairs caused his stomach to start gurgling. There was no arguing with a gurgling stomach, and lasagna was one of his favorite foods. Did you wash your hands, sweetie? His mother asked as he sat at the table. Yes, Mom. Where's Dad? Milton asked as he started quickly eating his lasagna. He always left the salad to the end, just in case he got full first. Then he wouldn't have to finish it. Your father is working late in Montague today, so I will save a plate for him when he gets home, his mother said as she sat down to eat dinner. Milton's father had been late a lot recently. His mom said it was because he had a hard time saying no. How is the book you are reading? She asked as she wiped the tomato sauce off her mouth. I read it already. It was fun, but a bit too short. I think I need longer books. The ones you got me, the stories don't last long enough, and they seem too much like little kid books. Milton replied. He had finished his lasagna already. You are a little kid, but I'll see if we can't put in another order at the bookmark when we go downtown this weekend. Where's Spooky? He doesn't seem to be very friendly. He isn't going to turn into Faneer Greyback and scare me at night, is he? Should I lock my bedroom door? Milton asked as he pushed his salad around his plate, wishing it would disappear. More likely you would scare him. He is still skittish and likes to hide in his spot in the basement. The shelter said it would take time for him to adjust to our family, but I'm sure he will be fine soon. And after he is ready, we can help him find a forever home, Milton's mother said. He's cute, but still kind of stinky, Milton added as he reluctantly swallowed the last of his lettuce. You are kind of stinky too, his mother joked. The next day, Milton came home from school, grabbed a glass of milk, and ran upstairs to his bedroom. He didn't have any homework, so he took a drink of milk and plopped down on his beanbag to read. But then he noticed something. As he reached for where his book should have been, on his end table by his beanbag, all that he saw was the wrapper for his school snack that he forgot to put in the garbage yesterday. The book wasn't there. I was sure I left it right here. Did I move it? Milton muttered to himself. Confused, he scanned his room, his eyes moving from one bookshelf to another, searching for the book. It was a big book with pictures of knights and dragons on the spine, so it should be easy to see 
even with his eyes, but he couldn't see it anywhere. Milton got up and started looking, but his search through all his shelves and piles of books proved fruitless. The book was nowhere to be found. This doesn't make sense. Where could it have gone? Milton was starting to get frustrated. His mother wouldn't move it, and his father didn't like these kinds of books. Besides, he always asked before borrowing them. Not wanting to waste valuable reading time, Milton grabbed a book from his two-read shelf, had a drink of milk, and started reading. The next day after school, the same thing happened. This time, it wasn't a book he left on his end table to read. Not one, but two books were missing from a shelf. There was a gaping black hole where those books were supposed to be. Am I moving my books around in my sleep? This was becoming a real mystery. Too flustered to read, he thought he might go downstairs to the shelves there to see if they were put there accidentally. They weren't there either. Mom, have you seen any of my books down here? Some are missing from my room and I can't find them anywhere, Milton asked, with a worried look on his face. You have books on every shelf in the house. Was there a particular one you're looking for? His mother asked as she cut vegetables for dinner. It's really strange, Mom. This is like four books or more that have gone missing. The ones I have down here are too old, from when I was a baby. I don't keep the books I read down here, Milton said. Did you borrow them for school? No, sweetie, I haven't touched your books. Are you sure you didn't lend them out to a friend? You often let your friends borrow them. I never forget lending them out. They're just vanishing. That night, Milton, fast asleep, dreaming of distant worlds and adventures, woke as the door to his room creaked. He was a light sleeper, and the slightest noise would wake him. His eyes opened, and there, at the foot of his bed, stood Spooky. Milton's heart raced, worried that, yes, perhaps Spooky was there to bite his toes, or worse, lick his face. Spooky, is that you? Milton whispered, a bit worried. But as his voice cut through the silence, Spooky flinched and, with a soft whimper, turned and vanished as quickly as he had appeared. Milton sat up, rubbing his eyes, wondering if the late hour had tricked his mind into seeing things, or perhaps it was all just a dream. Yet the open door which he was sure had been closed when he fell asleep, suggested otherwise. As he lay down to go back to sleep, Milton thought about the possibility that maybe Spooky was the one taking his books. But why? They aren't exactly as appealing as bones, are they? 
And dogs don't read books, right? Before he could answer his own questions, he fell back to sleep. The next night was Friday, and he didn't have anything planned for the following morning. So, determined to find answers, Milton decided that he would pretend to sleep and watch for activity in his room. He even left a book out as bait and waited to see if what happened the night before would happen again. The house was quiet. Milton lay in bed, eyes closed but still awake, listening for any sign of Spooky's return. Hours passed, and Milton started to think that it had all been just a dream. Just as he was about to finally fall asleep, the softest sound of paws on carpet reached Milton's ears. Peeking through barely opened lids, Milton watched as Spooky crept into the room, moving with cautious grace. The dog approached the book, sniffing it curiously before gently grabbing it with his mouth. Milton's heart raced with disbelief and fascination. Spooky was taking books? But why? What are you doing with them, Spooky? Milton thought to himself. With the book secured in his mouth, Spooky turned and padded out of the room, silent as a shadow. Milton knew what he had to do next. Tomorrow night, he would follow Spooky, discover his secret, and maybe just unravel the mystery of the disappearing books. The next night, as bedtime approached, Milton set his plan into action. He arranged his room just as he had the night before with a particularly colorful book on the table by his beanbag. This time, however, he added a small flashlight under his pillow, ready to follow Spooky into the night. Coming into his bedroom, his mother asked, Planning to read late into the night again, Milton? Maybe. I just really like this story, he said with a grin. Don't stay up late, his mom said with a smile as she kissed him goodnight, leaving the door slightly ajar as Milton had requested, so that fresh air would come in. The house was quiet again, and Milton lay in bed, pretending to be asleep. Time crawled by, each minute stretching longer than the last. Just as he began to doubt his plan, the familiar soft padding of paws on the carpet filled the room. Spooky entered cautiously, his movements deliberate as he approached the book. Milton waited until Spooky had the book securely in his mouth and had walked out of the room before gently sliding out of bed, flashlight in hand. He clicked it on and whispered, Let's see where you're going with that. They moved through the silent house, down the stairs, and towards the basement door. Spooky pushed the door open with his nose and descended, with Milton silently following close behind. 
As they reached the bottom, Milton directed the flashlight around the room, and what he saw surprised him. In a cozy corner of the basement, a dog's bed was surrounded by books, each carefully placed, some open as if they had been read. Spooky turned around and realized that he had been caught. He dropped the book next to the others and sat, looking up at Milton with an expression that seemed almost proud. Milton knelt beside Spooky, gently petting him as he took in the sight. You've really been bringing my books here to read? Milton whispered, not quite believing what he was saying. Then, Spooky cuddled up against him, and in that moment, Milton understood. Spooky hadn't taken the books for the stories they held. He wanted the connection to Milton. He wanted to be Milton's friend. Milton picked up one of the books. Well, Spooky, how about we read a book together right now? Spooky's tail wagged enthusiastically. And as Milton began to read aloud, Spooky cuddled closer. From that night on, Milton and Spooky were inseparable reading companions, spending their evenings exploring distant galaxies, battling dragons, and discovering hidden treasures. Milton had found a new friend to share stories with, and Spooky had found his forever home. And that is the end of our story. Good night. Sleep tight.